Guys, remember guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out. Welcome back to another NHL season. That's right. Podcast is getting started. The NHL season is just around the corner. We got preseason games. And I am here in a brand new format-ish. If you are watching this on the YouTube channel, A, I appreciate you. Give yourself a round of applause. There is now a video so you can see my hideous face. Maybe this angle is better. Maybe that angle is better. It doesn't matter. I appreciate you if you are over here. Sub button, ring the bell. Thank you very much. The echo that you hear is because this room is completely empty. I have some pretty cool projects that are coming for it. But for now, I just have this. Uh, I'm going to describe it for you. This is one yellow hockey stick. If you don't know what it is, uh, it's an Eastern Synergy. If you know, you know. Uh, that is that is it. I am stoked to be here with all of you. Literally, I am. Uh, like I said, a couple of changes to the podcast, but I'm not I'm not going to overhaul everything here. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, wherever else you get it, on Podbean, the podcast is still going to be mainly audio. So that way, if you listen to this on your morning commute, because some people still go to the office to work, you can still do that. If you just like to listen to it in the background, you can continue to do that. Uh, that's not going to change. The only difference is on YouTube, right? If you want to see my face, you want to see the brand new logo that's here as well. You can see that because we dropped it yesterday over on, uh, what do we call it now? Twitter, X, you can call it whatever you want, but at Slapshot Podcast, if you're not following, make sure to head over there and do so. If you're not following me on Twitter, make sure you go ahead and do that as well at FuzzyChris91. So I am stoked to be back here. This is episode 61. We're going to have a great episode here. Today we're going to be talking about fantasy hockey, specifically the seven, I don't want to call them rules. I want to call them guidelines, right? They're the seven commandments uh, of fantasy hockey, or at least what I believe that you should be doing. Fantasy hockey drafts are coming. The season's here right now. It's, it's almost here. You're probably trying to get all your league mates to agree on one day for like an hour and a half where you could all get together and do a draft. And, if, and you know how hard that is to set all that up. So it's right around the corner. We're going to take a look at some of those commandments, some things that you should be following. You cannot win your draft on draft night or day, whatever you do it, but you most certainly can lose it. So I've done these in the past. I've updated them a little bit. As you get older and wiser, you learn things. So I'm going to keep all of that. Again, if you're listening to this, I'm going to be able to see this. If you're watching this, you're going to be able to, you can stop here, take a screenshot of what you're going to see next. All the commandments are there. And then we're just going to go through it together, right? But most importantly, before I start, uh, like I said, the new logos, the new overlays and everything here, some really cool stuff that I want to do this year for the podcast. I cannot thank uh, James Enough, aka 9812 on Twitter and Simple Mutant for putting all of this together for me. All the creativity that you see, all the banners, all the like the logo itself and everything, a hundred percent his his creativity. I do not have a creative bone in my body. If you know me, I can't create nothing. Right, five years of art class can't draw. I know the color wheel. I know primary colors. I know secondary colors. But ask me to graphically design something, I have no idea what I'm doing. So a massive, massive round of applause. Like I said, the nine eight twelve and simple mutant his his company went ahead and did all of this when I knew, right? This is all the stuff I was working in the background when I knew I wanted to have something fresh, something, you know, a little bit different for this year. I knew exactly who I wanted to work with and it was an absolute banger. So I appreciate him. I appreciate his work. You can go over on Twitter, 9812. Uh, and you can, if, if you need some work done, heavy vouch here for all this stuff. I mean, look at this, look at it. It's beautiful. Uh, also as well, 
a little bit of add-on here to the pod, okay? Podcast is going to be about once a week. I'm hoping, hoping to do it every Thursday. I'm hoping, okay? Now, do not hold me to that because everything is subject to change because I'm, you know, that's how this goes. But if everything goes as well, I'm going to introduce as well a live streaming part to the podcast. You can watch that if you want. You don't have to. It's going to be over on Kick in the description, okay? Depending on wherever you're watching it. Uh, you can click on the link if you're on YouTube as well. It'll be there. It's kick.com slash Slapshot Podcast. Real easy to remember, okay? The idea is to do Tuesday and Thursday as well. So the podcast can drop. You can still watch it. And that's going to be dedicated to everything that is daily fantasy, uh, fantasy, uh, no, sorry, not fantasy, but sports betting and everything, specifically on hockey. We're not going to call it sports betting because my mom doesn't like that. Uh, so we're going to call it uh, short-term financial uh, sports planning, right? Because that just sounds better, right? It sounds better. Think about it. Short-term financial planning sounds real good, right? So we're talking about different types of prop bets, different types of money lines, overs, everything like that. We're going to try to put some stuff together. I've already done a lot of work uh, over at PicksWise. I continue to do my work over at the Fantasy Alarm. So none of that changes, of course. I'm just going to branch out a little bit here. Just a couple of plays. We're not going to get rich, right? Everybody's going to their job on Friday. I'm sorry, okay? But I mean, have you seen the price of eggs at the grocery store? So maybe we make a little bit of you know, a little bit of green or a little bit of, you know, monopoly money, depending on where you are. Uh, so you can buy some eggs, maybe put some gas in your car. Uh, maybe you splurge for the organic kale instead. That's what we're going to do. It's mainly to have some fun Tuesday and Thursday. The idea is to do uh, two hours from like five to seven. Think of it as happy hour, but in French, right? You call it a cinq à sept. That's right. So if you want to have fun in English, you get one hour. It's called happy hour. But in Quebec, when you do it in French, it's a psych set. You get two hours for the price of one. So I thought that would be kind of cool. Five to seven leading you up to when most lineup locks. Uh, if you want to do daily fantasy as well, you can go ahead and do so. Continuing my work, like I said, over at the Fantasy Alarm, playbooks, all those kind of things. Fantasy Alarm Discord. None of that changes. I'm just going to a little sprinkle in to a little bit of fun. We can kind of hang out, you know, from five to seven. If you're not doing anything, we can, you know, lay a couple of dollars down together. You can bring your favorite beverage of choice, your snack of choice. We can have a great time. That's what I'm looking forward to. So, obviously you have no questions, right? Because everything is absolutely clear. But like I said, I'm really excited to do this. I'm really excited there's a video part of it. Like I said, I, I mean, this is the best I'm going to look. It's only going to get worse. So, if you don't want to see my face, my apologies. But that's what you're going to be given. And at worst, you don't want to see me. Uh, maybe you don't know. Maybe you've been on hiatus. Uh, well, you know, but I have Milo now, which is my uh, six-month-old Jack Russell. Uh, so if you're lucky when he's up here, he can make a guest appearance. So think about it. You're not here to see me. You're here to see Milo. There you go. So let's get to the script here, okay? Seven commandments. That's what I'm going to call them. Seven commandments. I don't want to hear why they are right or they are wrong. This is what I use to do my drafts, okay? Have I been very successful? Look, I can't control injuries, right? Am I there? Yes. But I guarantee you, again, you cannot win your draft on draft day. But you most certainly can lose it. So let's try to mitigate the losses so we can pick up W's here, okay? So we can pick up W's. All right. Let's go into the mainframe here. Oh, look at that. Damn. All right. So up here, if you're, if, if, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see this all. If you're not, I'm going to describe each one. We're going to go one by one anyways, okay? Because this needs in-depth explanation, 
because some of you are not going to follow these rules. Again, I do one like this every year because every year we forget the basics and sometimes we got to try something a little bit different. All right. So let's start with the obvious one, the most obvious that you can get from anywhere on the face of the earth. Okay. And that is know your league rules and your settings. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I run into somebody who is doing a draft. And this is not even like it's a new league. Like you don't understand what the rules are. You know, this is the first time you're here. You're like, okay, maybe this is your first draft. You know, you're new to this. But no, these are veterans, experienced, seasoned fantasy owners. And they don't know the league settings. They don't know if plus minus is a stat that counts. It should not. Right. Remember, we've talked about this, but they have no idea if hits count, if block shots counts, if face off wins count, if they're playing in a head to head category league, head to head points leagues, points overall. They have no idea. They, they forget the boom, Fugazi. They, they don't remember. Okay. It takes two seconds to just follow up on the league rules and the settings. Maybe your league is different and they have different types of rules, right? Maybe you're one of those leagues that's a best ball. You draft or best puck, whatever you want to call it. You draft, no waiver moves, no nothing. You got to figure it out. The lineup you draft is the same lineup you're going to have at the end of the year. Okay. There's all different types of rules. I'm in leagues, you know, for fantasy football and fantasy baseball and fantasy hockey that are all different. Every fantasy football league that I have is different. We have all kinds of different rules. Know your league settings. I cannot stress it enough. It is at the top of the list. Okay. It's at the top. Now, these are in no specific order, but they go obviously to me. I feel like the ones at the top, this one is important. Just take five minutes and review your league settings. So you know what's going on. So nobody looks like an idiot here. Okay. Specifically you. Next, this one, I don't, I know people don't do it. Right. I know Alan Iverson talked about practice, but mock drafts, mock drafts, and mock drafts. I cannot stress doing them enough. Now, I've done a lot of work with Anthony Rivera, Adam Bernard, right, on the Better Hockey Now podcast. Well, I've had the opportunity to be mock drafting all summer. Now, I don't expect most of you to put in that kind of work, all right? I understand it. You got kids. You got family. Maybe you got a dog, right? Maybe you got extracurricular activities that you want to do. Fine. But you need to show up. You need to do at least one. Just do one, okay? Just warm up. Because mock drafts will give you an idea of what is happening. I'm not saying that this is all golden rules that every draft's going to go like that, but it gives you the opportunity to try different strategies because you may show up to your draft wanting to do one thing and it's not going to go like that. We all been in part of those drafts. Things happen, right? Mock drafts, get an understanding of where everybody else, the ADPs are updated, ESPN, Yahoo, wherever you do it, sleeper, fan tracks, all the ADPs are different. You'll see. So if you draft on ESPN, You'll see that sometimes, based on the scoring system that they have, certain players are going much later than ones on Yahoo or ones on Fantrax and ones on Sleeper. It's, it's very, very different, okay? I cannot stress this enough. These first two are the most important ones ever. Just practice, man. Just practice. Just a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Do it for me, not for anybody else. Do it for yourself, Okay? understand that the more you practice and the more you see trends, you're going to build certain types of teams. I've done, man, I've done so many mocks. Some teams I'm like, yeah, this worked out well. 
Some teams I went heavy forwards, not as much defense, not as much goalie. Some of them I flipped. Excellent defense, excellent goaltending. Forward leaves a little bit to desire, but you can get a different type of strategy in and try to understand. Draft from different parts. If you don't know where you're drafting, a lot of drafts, you're going to get a random order assigned 30 minutes before you draft. Draft from different places. Draft from the front, draft from the middle, draft from the end. See what you can get, how your team looks. I've done 10 ish, I think. Again, I'm not saying you have to do 10. All I'm saying is practice. Okay, we're talking about practice, not the game, practice, all right? Very important. Number three, okay? And this is where we're going to start to get into it. Again, my opinion, if you believe I am wrong, that's fine. I'm cool with it, okay? Draft best value, not best player. Now, I'm going to give you a very basic example, okay? Basic example about drafting for value not the best player okay it's gonna it is it, it's, it's it's not gonna make sense a little bit but you'll get the idea okay if i draft i'm gonna take a, a pretty good example if i draft austin matthews first overall okay that might not be the best value right like if Connor mcdavid's on the board and i take austin matthews first unless your league has crazy settings but we're going to use let's say yahoo standard Probably not the best value. Great player, not the best value. If I draft Austin Matthews where he's usually going, I would say in the sixth to eighth overall pick, that's exactly where his value is, right? Now, if I get Austin Matthews as a 20th overall pick, so I'm talking about late in the second round, turn of the third, would you not agree that that is excellent value on a player? You would. I've drafted the same player in three different spots, though. And I've gotten terrible value, what his actual value is, and excellent value for the same player, for the same player. And this is, ex like, again, this is a hypothetical, I, I know. At the, at the beginning of your draft, there's a lot of good players and a lot of great value, okay? Certain players slip for whatever reason, and that is fine. But if you can get value, and this is specifically true for defensemen and goalies, because they are different from forwards, okay? I need you... So this one, right, parentheses here, there is no such thing as a player that's undraftable, okay? Now, if you listen, maybe you live under a rock, you don't know what's happening. Andre Vasilevsky's out for like two months because he had back surgery. Not great. Not great, Bob. And I know back surgery for goalies is different, right? It's difficult to come back. It's eight to 10 weeks is what they said. That's being generous. So... Vasilevsky to me is a top four goalie in the NHL. He was a workhorse. He was going to play a lot for Tampa Bay. Now, is Tampa Bay going to run out? I don't even know who the backup is, but probably not. They need a goalie now. So they're going to put Vasilevsky on IR and they're going to go out and try to patch some holes here. Hopefully. Okay. So where do you draft Vasilevsky? All right. Don't draft the best player because he may be the best player there. He's going to drop a little bit. All right. But where you get that player is going gonna, is gonna to matter at that point as to what your value is, right? So if he misses about two months, that's about, what was it, like less than 30% of his team's games, okay? Which means that he still has an opportunity to play 70 of them. Now, he's not going to play all 70% of whatever's left, but even if he gets half a year, let's say he plays half his team's games, including the injury. So that means he misses from the end of the season, he plays... I would say, right, of the 70 games that are left, he plays 50% of them. 
right? That's not bad. That's the exact split that most people right now are going with Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury. You understand where I'm going with this? Value is important. This is taking into account players who, where they play, okay? Players on bad teams, okay? I'm looking at you, the Arizona Coyotes and the Columbus Blue Jackets. You guys, bad teams, but there's good players on them, okay? Good players. Draft for the best value. Some of those guys may slip. Guys who are going to get an opportunity to be on the top power play unit. Guys who are going to have an opportunity to log a ton of minutes. I'm not saying draft the best player because some that is very, very subjective to everybody. And it's subjective to whatever, where you're drafting, whatever those numbers are. Don't, don't look at the numbers that Yahoo gives you and the projections and stuff like that. I mean, most of it is, is, is kind of where it is, right? It's made up. We don't know. So I want you to draft value. I, my favorite is always of getting Malkin and Chris Letang. We know they're going to get hurt at some point, right? Does that mean I'm not drafting them? No. But if I'm getting them later on in drafts, I'm going to feel pretty good about it, right? They may not be the best player available at that time, but they are definitely the best value. Do not draft the best player that is there. It, it's, it's really, really hard to determine the best one. Always draft value. And this is specifically true with defensemen, and goalies. Goalies are voodoo. We know that. But some goalies are in good situations. Some are not. Some are going to play a lot. Some won't. Go with value. Okay? Let's recap here in case you're listening. Know your league settings. Mock drafts. Draft best value, not player. All right. Next. This one is extremely important, especially in leagues where you have fixed positions. So example, it's not just like, Everybody's got a forward designation if you're a forward, defense, and goaltending. I'm talking if you have centers, left wingers, right wingers, and you got to fill these positions. You have maybe a utility spot. Target multiple categories and positions. Okay. I'm talking about Swiss Army knives. Players who fill categories. This is this is even more relevant in a head-to-head category league where each category is worth like let's say one point, right? So if you have 12 categories and you win eight. You have an eight and four record at the end of the week. Okay. A lot of leagues will use the standard hits, block shots, shots, saves, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I need players who could play multiple positions. Okay. I'm not saying you draft them over somebody else who is better. Again, we're looking for value here. But the fact that I, I think it's on Yahoo, like Jack Hughes is a centerman and a left winger. There are players who have dual position eligibility. The one that comes to mind is Pierre-Luc Dubois because he's listed as a winger everywhere, but he has a center eligibility. I think Travis Konechny has left winger, right winger. Same thing with Patrick Laine. I don't have that here. I'm not looking at it. But there are players who have dual position. That is important. Players who fill categories, extremely important. These are ones specifically to defensemen sometimes. The most common ones that come up are going to be the ones at the beginning. The Brady Kachuks and the Matthew Kachuks. Brady Kachuk can get a ton of points. He can hit, right? He throws his weight around, shoots the puck, he looks at score goals, rack up assists. Okay? Swiss Army knife. There are other players in that conversation, by the way. His brother, obviously, Matthew, can do that. Okay? Alex Ovechkin. Remember him? The soon-to-be greatest goal scorer of all time? 
Right? There's only two players who finished with more over with more hits and more points than Alex Ovechkin last year. Okay. One of them was Brady Kachuk. Right? The other, JT Miller. So if I'm in a league where every category matters, I'm not, I'm just saying if they're equal, those are guys that I'm going to target. I want guys who fill multiple categories. This is especially true for defensemen. I don't want to see anybody out there drafting guys like Tom Wilson. Okay. Unless the value is good, but I'm talking way late in the draft and they're already gone because somebody's not listening to this. Tom Wilson, Radko Gudis. Okay. I get that some of these guys can throw their weight around. If you're looking, if you're drafting a defenseman just specifically because he can hit or he can block shots, you can get that for free on the waiver wire, by the way. Okay. Luke Shen, I think, led the league in like block shots. Okay. You can get Luke Shen for free. I don't even know where he's playing right now. Is it Nashville? I don't even know. I'm not even going to look because it doesn't matter. You can get those players later on. Okay. I'm saying if if you're looking at two defensemen and one of the and the point totals are maybe not that far off. One hits and blocks shots and does a whole lot of good. I want that. I want a defenseman who plays in all situations. Five on five, five on four, four on five, decent amount of ice time. I want those guys in those situations. Swiss Army Knives. There was once upon a time if Getty Malkin was that guy. He's a little bit older. He might not be, right? Am I downgrading Eric Carlson? Of course not. Not because he doesn't hit any block shots. I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying to go down that route. As you get later on in drafts, things are going to make a difference. You need guys to fill categories. You need it. These guys just put a little asterisk next to them. Okay. On your cheat sheet or whatever you got. Little asterisks. These are guys that I'm talking about value. They may not be the best player available, but they are the best value for where they're going. Because you need guys who fill categories. The only category we don't care about is the, is the plus minus. If you're in a league with a plus minus, you fire your commissioner, you replace him immediately, and you remove that stat. Okay? There's none of that. It's 2023. We don't send faxes anymore, and we don't use the plus minus as a means of evaluating anything. We don't do that. Okay? Have I made myself clear? Target multiple categories. And players who play multiple positions. Everybody in the NHL plays center. Okay. And like I said, there are lots of leagues that just they they give everybody a center designation. Everybody plays center. Everybody's taking a face off at some point because you get kicked out of the face off circle, the centerman, and then the winger comes in, takes a face off, and all of a sudden Yahoo's like, hey, he's a centerman. And you're like, well, not exactly. You know what I mean? So Categories, very important. All right, next one. This one is, this one ties in, I guess, with the mock drafts, okay? Let's say you said, hey, man, Chris, I don't have time to mock, okay? I got three kids, two dogs, and a wife. I don't have time to mock. All right, fine. Let's go. So we call this the zig and zat, okay? I want you to understand something, especially in... So this is true for betting as well, right? When, when the market is on something, sometimes you look to go the other way because the value is better. So this is predominantly true when drafting. You always get caught in one of them, right? So we talk about it, right? There's a goalie run. Well, there's a defenseman run. One guy takes a goalie or a defenseman or somebody way too early. It's way too early. 
And then all of a sudden they start a run. And now goalies are going off the board. And now you're starting, you know, like the meme and like you start to see the sweat drop, you know, just one drop and you're starting to sweat. And then all of a sudden you start reaching for players you have no business reaching for, right? You're not drafting best value anymore. You are experiencing FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Don't be that guy, okay? If everybody's drafting something, that means there is value to be had. Everybody's drafting a goalie? Get yourself a defenseman. Get yourself another forward. That's it. There's a player sitting there who deserves to be taken, who's falling, and now he automatically becomes best value. There's a run of defensemen. Don't worry about it. Now, if you've done mock drafts, you will know the bracket, let's say, for higher defensemen, right? The middle tier defensemen, the low tier defensemen, the same thing for goalies. You'll know exactly where that run should start. You may be able to start it because you're getting maybe that player at its face value, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with getting a player at his face value, right? Drafting him where he should be is fine. It's an EV bet, right? There's no harm, no foul done. If he performs the way he should, he gets back to his value, you're okay. But I zig when they zag. I either start the run or I'm not part of the run, right? If I know I'm going to take... I'm going to give you a good example. In some of these mock drafts that I've done, where I'm drafting late in a 12-team league, I'll grab Kale McCarr, and on the turn, I'm grabbing Rasmus Dahlin. Guess what I've just started? A run. So guess what some other owners start to do? Now they're worried. I got to get a defenseman, because Chris is taking them all. Or goalies. I got to get a goalie, because Chris is taking them all. And then guess what happens? While these... Individuals are all out here now drafting players that they shouldn't be at the spots that they are. Instead of saying, hey, I did my mock drafts. I know I'm going to find something a little bit later on. Let me stick to the plan or let me stick to what I'm doing here. No, they go into panic mode. They're fear of missing out. Now we start taking defensemen. We have no business taken in the second round. And what do you think happens? And it comes back to us and we got all those forwards. They've gone around late or goalies and you start grabbing them. If you see a run, if you're not if, if you're not starting the run, do not get into it. Do not worry about missing out. Do your homework. You'll be fine. Okay? In the middle drafts, there's a lot of wingers available. Don't worry. Someone starts going off on defensemen, it's fine. Rack up some wingers. Because remember, if you have a lot of something, it means every other owner doesn't. Right? You have three elite goalies, somebody doesn't have one. And in a lot of leagues, you can trade, right? We'll get to it there. There will be a podcast about the art of trading. We've done this before, evergreen, but we're going to update it, right? You can make trades during the year. That's why you draft best value. Even if you have to take an early, let's say you have, I don't know, man, you've taken two left wingers, two right wingers, and then you got to take another left winger because he's great value, but he's got to be in the utility spot. So what? So what? Best value. Worry about it later. That's it. That's a good problem to have. Too much of a good thing is a good thing in fantasy. You might be lacking somewhere else, but wherever you're lacking, that means that's your trade partner. You say, hey, man, I got something that you don't. Let's find a deal here. Okay? Zig and zag. When someone's going left, I want to see you beam right. Okay? Do not follow the herd. That's not how you win. Remember, you cannot win your draft on draft time, but you most certainly can lose it. Following the herd is how you lose it. All right, next.
Every draft round matters. Simple, right? I see some people like it's easy to get the elite player of the first round. It's real easy, right? In a lot of deeper leagues, when you're in round 15, 16, and 17, now you're starting to make now you're starting to make choices. Okay. You are going to find players there. That's where you're going to win a lot of times. When you see teams that are really good, it's because they got great value late, right? So remember we said best value, not best player. The best value is is really key late round in drafts. This is where you start. You can throw some darts, okay? Don't play it safe. You don't have to play every pick. I'm, I'm not saying to go out and take a ton of risks at the end of your draft. I'm not saying that. If let's say you have 20 rounds, picks 15 to 20, like throw a couple darts here, okay? Guys with high upside. Guys on bad teams that are gonna play a lot, okay? So I'm talking about you again, the Arizona Coyotes, the Anaheim Ducks, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Columbus Blue Jackets. These are bad hockey. San Jose Sharks. These are bad teams. But they still have players who are going to score goals and rack up points. So find guys who maybe you don't know very well, the rest of the league doesn't, who's going to get a chance to play on the top power play unit or who's going to play maybe as a forward 18 minutes a night. You can find those guys. My favorite right now is Logan Cooley. You think Logan Cooley came out of college just so he can sit on the bench? No, he's going to play. He was spectacular in the series in Australia, right? Because the NHL went to Australia and they said, here, Australia, we send our best. Here is Arizona. LA is fine. Nothing wrong with it. But here is Arizona. They have a college hockey rink. Enjoy. All I'm saying, there are opportunities. That's where I like to draft my rookies. That's where I like to take a stab at somebody who may move up the lineup as the season goes on. There's nothing wrong with that. Take a shot. Every round matters. Don't auto-draft it. Don't start not caring. Don't start being, oh, oh, no, it's my turn. I got 30 seconds on the clock, and then, boom, I picked a player for no reason. Don't do that. Don't do that. Be prepared. Those late rounds, that's going to be the difference between winning or losing. Because now you may have a player. You can, Hey, you can get a player at the end of those drafts. You can flip later on and get great value. There's opportunity, okay? But you got to seize it at the end. Every draft round matters. Every single one. This is where you're going to find that key value. You're going to build a depth that your team needs. You know those defensemen who hits and block shots and all that stuff? That's where you can find one. They can dart. Boom. A rookie that you may think, hey, man, this guy may got a chance. If it doesn't work out, you drop him. So what? No harm, no foul. Everybody lives. Everybody's happy. Nobody is sad. All right? Every draft round matters. Okay? Let's recap the last three. Target multiple categories and positions. Zig and zag. Every draft round matters. The last one here is one that I don't think enough people talk about. And I think it's an opportunity that is just being wasted. Okay? And it has to do with injuries. Okay? Most leagues have an IR spot. The new more hip, the avocado toast of IR, if you'd like, for the millennials, is an IR plus. So what's the difference? If a player is just out or if he's day-to-day, you can put him on IR plus. Whereas traditionally with the regular injury reserve, the player had to be literally on IR with his team for you to put him there. If your league is not using IR plus, again, we fire the commissioner, we replace him, and we enter 2023 because that's the year that we're in. But 
in leagues where you have those IRs and those IRs plus, those spots should be filled by the time your season starts. Most leagues have one or two spots. If you have two, those are two free spots that you're giving you and you're not taking advantage of them. There are lots of players who are going to get hurt, who may not start the season. You may get great value on them. Great value. Some leagues even let you draft, even let you pick them up off waivers and put them straight on IR. But again, since we already know our league settings, remember the first one, you'll be able to know that those spots should be filled when the season starts. A, let's say you draft a player and he's already hurt. Okay, i.e. Andre Vasilevsky. You know, he's going straight to IR. Straight there. It gives you a free spot. I know it's later on in the draft. That's another dart that you can take advantage of. Right? Always, 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 always make sure that your IR spots are filled before the season starts. You have to do it. If I gave you two free spots, this is the same thing some leagues have, let's say, if a player is not on the roster, he's in the minors or something like that, you can stash them on the NA spot. Why are we not using these spots? They're free. They cost you nothing. You're telling me your fantasy hockey team is not going to get hurt at some point. Somebody on the main stage is not going to get hurt. Then you can just swap them out. That's it. If you're in a pickle, okay, and you say, hey, man, Chris, I can't hold on to those guys anymore. I need to free up roster spots. Drop them. You can drop them straight from IR. Drop them. That's it. There's a good chance that by using those IR spots on players, these are guys that then it allows you to kind of fluctuate and see. Here's here's how it works. You can treat this a little bit like daily fantasy, right? Which is building a day, like a, a lineup for a day. Maybe you find a guy on waiver wires and you just start him for one game, right? Maybe you have, I don't know, you can pick up four, four players a week, right? If you're in leagues, you set your lineup daily. Maybe there's a guy who's getting promoted to the top line for that night. He's got a great matchup. You can pick him off waivers, right? You take a guy, you move him on IR, and you say, boom, done, right? Maybe you determine that before the season starts. Make sure those IR spots are used before your season starts. Even if they're guys that are on the waiver wire, I, I hope that you can just add them and add them straight to IR. That's it. Add them straight. If you've drafted an injured player, if it's IR plus, it's easy because how many players are day-to-day and how many players are out, right? In hockey, your bench is going to be used quite a bit. It's not like, let's say, football where it's, you know, you use your bench if there's injuries or bye weeks or stuff like that. So sometimes people don't put as much emphasis. It's just as important, right? Or baseball, let's say. The guy on the bench, baseball, you play 162 games. The guy on the bench may not see starting time for a week, barring injuries. In hockey, those bench guys are going to play, which is why every round matters, right? Go back up, which is why your IR spot is important. It allows you to pick up those players that you can rotate. If let's say you're chasing goalie stats because your goalie is hurt or it's not going well, or a goalie on you know on the waiver wire has got a great matchup or something like that. Backup goalie starts for, I don't know, a good team. on the table that it can be added to your roster. Even if he's hurt, find somebody on IR, stash him. 
Somebody else may have had to drop somebody because they had to make room. Pick him up. Now he's on your team. Figure it out. It's not hard, right? Simple. Those are my seven commandments. Let's go over them again because I know some of you are forgetting. Get your piece of paper out if you're listening to this, okay? If you're watching this on YouTube, smile. And then screenshot it. Know your league settings and rules. One, mock drafts. Ton of them. Two, draft the best value, not the best player. Three, target multiple categories and positions. Four, zig and zag. Five, every round matters. Six, use the injury spot. Seven, those are the seven commandments of hockey. Win your league, or at least not lose it. <laughs> Again, can't win it on draft day. You most certainly can lose it. Those are the seven commandments. All right, it's not hard. There you go. Those are the seven commandments. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the podcast for this week. As always, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be talking about hockey again. I appreciate all of you being here. I appreciate all the love as well for the podcast. I know a lot of you were wondering what was going on and when is it coming back and all that stuff. I appreciate it. If you're not following me on Twitter, make sure you go ahead and do so at FuzzyChris91. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Slapshot Podcast. You can tell me if you like the logo. You can tell me if you hate it. You can tell me everything you want. You can tell me if you have an Eastern Synergy yellow stick uh, because you probably don't because I do. Uh, but yes, as always, make sure you go ahead and sub if you're on the YouTube, right? Hit the sub button, ring the bell so you know when every episode, brand new one gets uploaded. Follow on the pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, right? If you head over to the I'm, I'm still going to call it Twitter, okay, Elon? Just deal with it. If you ever go to Twitter and you head over to the Slapshot Podcast, obviously you just hit the follow button. The link tree is there. You can see everywhere where the podcast is. Click on the link tree, everywhere that the podcast can be. There's so many different places I don't even know. Uh, so you can follow it wherever you enjoy your podcast, all right? I appreciate all of you being here. I have had a blast. The hockey season is back. I can't wait. We will see each other, all right, next week. I love you.